Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast. Probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad. We're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Dawson himself. Pete, how the W you doing? What's going on? I'm good. Back in the day when we started this podcast, I didn't have to worry Back about um, what I look like. And I still don't worry about what I look like. But every now and again, I'll catch a glimpse of what the people will be able to see on, on the YouTube. And uh, I've just noticed that Shocking, my, uh, my nipples that are usually very pointy anyway uh, are even <laughs> pointier than usual. So uh, I'll apologise now. I-, I once did a job um, for a video game company. Um, it was for the ill-fated Google Stadia, which lasted about three oh, months. Oh, God, Google, Google Stadia. stuffed into their big bin of ideas. Um, and uh, <laughs> the, the floor manager for the shoot um, went, came over and went... Uh, it was me and Kimi Rackinen, I think. Um, I think it was Kimi Rackinen. Anyway... Um, and he came up to me and went, uh, mm. could, you, um, could you accompany me to the green room, please, Peter? And we went back to the green room, and, uh, and she told me that my nipples were too pointy, <laughs> and I've brought some tape, and can we tape up your nipples so nobody can see your nipples? Release the Peter too! Release the nip-nip too, for crying out loud. Um, so, yes, we're in a situation where uh, my nipples are on show. Uh, I'll apologise to everyone who can see them on, uh, on YouTube. Uh, I'd also like to say hello to the people uh, who've got in touch um, uh, between um, the last show that we did and this show uh, to basically uh, call me an idiot for trying to um, single-handedly import a Toyota Century uh, without uh, looking at it sight and scene. So, uh, thank you very much <laughs> to everyone who got in touch. Oh, my God. I know I'm an idiot. There. You know I'm an idiot. Chris definitely knows I'm an idiot, uh, and you know that's just that's just my life. I enjoy it. I enjoy um, one, waddling through the wow. broken bones of my past. <laughs> the broken bones of my past. The a new documentary series coming from past. Pete Dolson. It will take us from yeah. the ill-fated Google Stadia to the Toyota car. <laughs> so I had nothing got... to do with Google Stadia <laughs> breaking down. Don't you pin that one on me. Oh, everything to do with it. <laughs> I, I think uh, once people saw your nipples, they sort of bailed on the platform. And the fact the internet just <laughs> yes. wasn't ready for it, to be honest. The internet yeah. wasn't ready for Google The internet's not ready for my nipples, mate. Uh, it's not. That. This is going to get demonetized. This podcast. This podcast <laughs> certainly not ready for that. Um, so far, the last episode hasn't got demonetized. Yeah. No. Isn't that lovely? Yay. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I spoke about it last, last week and, you know, I apparently droned on about stuff. But sometimes you got to drone on about stuff, haven't you? Otherwise, we're just this candy cane 
marshmallow munching loads of soft toy plushies and uh, just sit around just talking about nice things and That's talking true. about them at a the surface level. Sometimes you've got to listen to me droning on and that's a podcast baby god forbid we do i have done for five years now but uh Mm. (laughs) it was actually pete that uh pushed me to do that like do that news topic because i was a little bit on the fence right i felt like what's the point of talking about something if it's going to get like demonetized and then no one will see it but then it is a really important topic and of course we're talking about some stuff that happened at a big talent agency go and watch it if you haven't guys it's a good one but uh, I've just got back from an RV trip one of Sea Dog VA's oh. big streaming things where he puts loads of Muppets in a van and drives us around uh, a chunk of Japan mm. and it was pretty good actually we did five days on the road and I, I'm really injured I did canyoning do you know what canyoning, canyoning is Pete? Canyoning. Um, uh, it sounds. I mean, it sounds like you were definitely in a canyon, but um, you could have been in anything. <laughs> you could have been in like an old, an old uh, like uh, cage or something, <laughs> just bouncing around a canyon, throwing <laughs> da- thrown down a big waterfall in a barrel. <laughs> it's not fucking. It's not Planet of the Apes. I don't know what your well, imagery you're conjuring up. Just trying to figure out what what canyoning is. Is it just getting across a canyon without hurting yourself? I don't know. It does sound quite fun. No, it's uh, it's basically like I think it's in a canyon. It was more like a valley, right. but let's not be pedantic. Okay. It was uh, like a, a series of waterfalls, and you wear a wetsuit, okay. and then you dive in the water, and right. you slide down the waterfalls and jump into the different lakes as it goes down, like each waterfall. It's a really right. weird thing, right? Like, but it sounds incredibly dangerous because it is. You have to wear a helmet, uh, yeah. and at one point we went off a ten meter waterfall. So I yeah. slid off a da- down a 10-metre waterfall water. into oblivion. Into the water. Yeah, it's not into a, ju- just a load I, of I rocks. Just, Chris, you have to stop listening to Sea Dog VA. You have to stop listening to Connor. Men and women do not belong in canyons. People do not believe... <laughs> they, do not, they do not belong in canyons. If you're in a canyon, if you're in a valley, something bad has happened. You have fallen. Get up. <laughs> dust yourself off and get out. Stay out of canyons, Chris. All right, I'll stay. Well, I bloody well should because it was kind of ridiculous. Obviously, doing canyoning, you think, mm. oh, I better be careful, health and safety. I could die, I could drown, I could smash <laughs> my head on a rock. And yeah. yet, ironically, I the, there's a little jump to get into the water, to get into the stream. You have to do a little jump. And you yeah. have to take a big leap and cross your arms like this and yeah. sort of jump like in. Like you would if you were dead. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like you would if you, if you were in a, a corpse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like you're in a best, coffin. Best case scenario at this point, I'm going to be alive in a canyon. Brilliant. <laughs> Well, Sign then, me up. Maybe the jump is preparation for the coffin. For all another <laughs> canyoning goes wrong, but like, yeah, I jumped off the little, the smallest jump, like twenty centimeters, and mm. I sprained my left arm doing just that. <laughs> the first thing I did. What a dickhead! Oh, what an idiot I really am. And I don't know what happened. I think I must have like jerked my left arm upwards, jolted, and it yeah. just my, that my whole left side of my body, all my muscles are killing ever since. So yeah. I'm, I'm old. Or I should just warm up. No, I just I, I don't think it's about. <laughs> no. There's no warming up you can do for falling down a waterfall. There's no wow. possible training you can do for gravity just to roll your ankle. I'm sorry, Chris. I just think <laughs> you're being led astray. When, <laughs> Other than writing your obituary, when, yeah. When, yeah, when me and you Same were in a room together doing a podcast and stuff, we had a nice time. Nobody sprained their ankle. We ordered Starbucks. You hang out with those other bigger boys. They're throwing you down a waterfall. All right, <laughs> trouble. <laughs> 
I want a Braun Japan canyoning edition where Pete and I have to give a commentary as we fall down yeah. a waterfall. It was good. It wasn't as good as I thought it would be, I must admit. I don't know why. I oh, really? Wow. There's just a lot of waiting around. Lot of a glass ceiling to sort of break through on that particular experience, isn't there? Yeah. I, was, <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't, wasn't enamoured with, with canyoning. I wouldn't do it again. No. I might, the fact that, that I can't move my left arm still is, is probably part of the reason as to why I don't want to do canyoning again. Mm. But other than that, it was a great trip. I think Connor's going to put some videos out about it. It's like, it was quite fun, the RV trip. We, we also did like pottery, which even I enjoyed for mm. once. I made a big goblet. Um, I, I sort of fucked it up and just made a goblet. I, uh, we rode tuk-tuks <laughs> what were you like Indiana Jones. <laughs> what, what were you trying well, to make? You made it. it was trying, I was just trying to was make trying a to make lovely um, plate. I was trying to make the goblet. goblet of fire. No, 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 goblet right. of fire. Goblet of fire from Harry Potter meets Cup of Christ. And yeah. it sort of ended up as neither. But it's like, it'll be a good vase one day, put flowers in it good. at least. Rode around a tuk-tuk, tuk-tuks. Okay. Like tuk-tuks. You seem like you like uh, a tuk-tuk. Is it the motorbike one or the, the, the little ones you get, see in London sometime um, on the bikes, the, the, the bikey tuk-tuks? Yeah, or the, is it just that's Or the fellas, right, okay. Right. It's that, yeah. yeah. Just, just right, it's a motorbike with a chair on the back. It's, it is, right? Um, but, the, you know, the fun is just hanging out with... Lots of guys having fun, lads in a car. <laughs> Whoa, you know, oh, it was fun. It was yeah. fun. Oh, I, I, it was, for me, I kind of treated it like a holiday because uh, I could sort of switch off. Except I absolutely couldn't. I was I was on a live stream for four or five days straight. Yeah, but can't pick your nose. Good. Can't talk about your real opinions. Um, exactly. Would you say that, um, that? Is there a kind of disconnect between um, the? I always think that if I'm on a road trip, I need someone who is more into the road trip than I am and I would say that possibly <laughs> if you were going to go with national stereotypes obviously is it Ludwig uh, and, and that's and, right and, and, and is that how you say his name um, I presume he's American or Canadian or something he's, he's over that way American he? American right and you've got um, Pete um, and then you've got you and Connor and obviously Connor's running the thing so he's naturally going to be enthusiastic about the project but I just always mm. sort of think that you need a couple of Americans in the car to just keep things on the rails <laughs> just keep the momentum moving forward because if it was me and you, we'd be like, "Shall we just get a hotel and go to sleep for six hours?" Yes, okay, all right, we'll just do that. Fine. It's true. It's true. And they did. Mm. I mean, American Pete, he's he's got boundless energy, like a fusion reactor. That man, he's unlimited yeah. energy. We should sort of tap in if we could, like, Study just put him. American Pete in some water and turn that into steam and harvest that as energy. Like mm. we would have unlimited energy. To be honest, he, yeah. he's got a gift or, or an affliction. Yeah. I don't know, <laughs> somewhere in between, but. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah, amazing guys. They carried it as far as I'm concerned. I just turned up and made crass comments every now and then about yeah. Joseph Stalin and J.K. Rowling, and that was my oh. sort of contribution yeah. <laughs> to the whole thing. <laughs> Who's the more controversial character in 2023? You decide. Yeah, but I, I don't know what my contribution was, but hopefully, if you watched it, guys, hopefully it was fun. Not only that, though, audiobook is finally out. It's out, Pete. Hey. You can buy it now. Have you, have you bought it? Have you listened to it? Your you blood, sweat, and your tears, and your vocal cord, po- vocal cord polyps um, <laughs> have seen you well. Uh, you're in a situation where you are uh, reading an audio book that you have slaved over. How long did that take to record? A couple of weeks? A week? Yeah, well, no, it only took three, three very long, very abhorrent days in a London right. studio, like Penguin's mm. sort of headquarters. They've got a studio space, and uh, mm. yeah, it went really well, I think. I, I can't listen to it back. I'm kind of... 
embarrassed. Normally, I'm okay right. with watching back videos with me and whatever, but something yeah. about the audio book, I, I really struggle to listen back to it. I'm still embarrassed, you know. I, um, but I've just, I've just realised that I've got a lovely database of almost like a dictionary's worth of uh, AI <laughs> material for my fake oh, Chris God. Broad podcast I'm going to make. Because <laughs> the audiobook, you'll say most words you're ever going to use. That's yeah, all I'm saying. Yeah. So we'd be able to make a lovely um, kind of um, patchwork of, of, of sentences, words. We could put so many filthy words in your mouth. Fantastic. It's pretty scary. It's pretty scary. Yeah. When AI takes over, it can basically create a <laughs> replica, a digital replica yeah. of me through audiobooks and videos. But mm. it's, uh, it's out now, guys. If you want to listen to the Abroad Japan book, and you can't be bothered to hold a physical book, as I can't, to be honest. Uh, it's the best way to experience it. Because I'm reading it, I try to put some emotion into it, but like you, you can't really do that. You're not allowed to sort of be like, as I arrived, I was really sad, and then I right. was really happy because there was food. Like You have to sort of just be one are sort pe- of tone Are people throughout. forgetting, and, and that's why AI will take over, are people forgetting that you well, yeah. are the bloke who wrote it, the people who are going to be listening to it would presumably be your fans. Um, I think it's disgraceful hope so. what they're doing. Disgraceful. <laughs> <laughs> well, disgraceful or not, go and check it out, yeah. guys. We've got a story this week from... It's a long one. Brian. And Brian, Brian the, the subject of the story is a little bit sketchy. It's called, I've been, twi- <laughs> I have been touched twice in one year! Oh. Exclamation oh. mark. Good God. Uh, Good God. Dear compunctuous Chris and propriety, proprietary Pete... God, these tongue twisters are going to be the end of me. I laughed heartily at your recent episode that discussed moments when Japanese have dared to touch random uh, random foreigners. Did, I don't remember that story. Did, did you remember that story? Did we have a story about Japanese touching random, I think, randomly I think, foreigners? I um, think there was a person who was obsessed with the earlobes, I seem to recall. Yeah, that's oh, how yeah. the podcast goes, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. That was about a month ago. <laughs> there was a guy in like Osaka or something. People just came up to him and touched his earlobes. I can't remember. Mm. Um, and we, we came to the... He was asked... I think he asked, is this normal? To which we very quickly concluded, no, the person you were hanging around with was very, very weird. Um, the story continues. I've now lived in Okinawa for just over a year, and I've started writing a column due to the strange and interesting things that I've seen or experienced. The purpose of the column is to share my experiences with the people of Mississippi back home that would never normally be exposed to the similarities and vast differences of the two cultures. When I heard about the man and his very nice earlobes, it reminded me of two occasions that I was a part of that were very similar. The short version is, when I was at the Sapporo Snow Festival earlier this year, and a drunken college, college-aged Japanese woman ran up to me and cupped my bushy ginger beard in both hands and screamed, Kumasan, Mr. Bear, in my face, and then laughed and ran away. I could smell alcohol on her breath, admittedly. Uh, I'm sure that I'll... <laughs> I'm sure... <laughs> I'm sure that her boldness was derived from the liquid courage in her bloodstream. The second uninvited touch was nearly a year ago from a new mother of an infant who found out that I had newly arrived to the island of Okinawa. She wanted me to hold her baby. At first, I was flattered, but I soon realised I had nothing to be proud of. She wanted me to hold her baby so it could absorb some of my bacteria in order to strengthen its immune system. Are you fucking... Are you kidding? Are you kidding? She explained that she wanted my unique flora and bacteria for her baby. She just wanted me for my dirty, dirty body. Oh, my Lord. For weeks after I held his (laughs) baby... For weeks after I held this baby, 
I was terrified I would have transferred some of my traveller's bug to this baby and would be blamed for getting it sick. Nevertheless, so far, so good. All the best, guys. Brian, the bacteria-filled guy with the ginger beard <laughs> from Mississippi. Bacteria. Could you not sort of? Um, could you not have done like a, when Ric Flair used to uh, wrestle back in the day? If it was wrestling, uh, and a lot of wrestlers do, he would sort of you know have a little razor blade in his in his oh, God. <clears throat> on his person. He'd cut cut his head and he'd bleed. Um, it's a bit of colour. Oh my god! It's very dramatic. The crimson mask. I, uh, Could you not have done that at that point? Just jammed something into his head. There's bled on the baby. Yeah, <laughs> enjoy Hep C, baby. You're too much bacteria for you. New mothers fear, can't stop touching me. I fear. I fear that's the fast track to uh, deportation. To be honest, yeah. Pete. Uh, You're not newly arrived, knocking hour. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Let's see, uh, if, if Johnny Somali doesn't get deported, that wouldn't get you deported either. Um, no. This is, a, I mean, this is comfortably in the top ten most bizarre stories that we've ever had, don't you think? Like, yeah. this is, I don't even, I mean... <laughs> Give me your ridiculous. dirty, dirty body. I mean, I understand it, I understand the logic, but uh, it's a risky game to play, uh, and it's a racist <laughs> game to play as well, for crying out loud. I'm surprised more people haven't used that... To, like it's sort of as a chat up line like excuse me excuse me love I need some of your bacteria could you come yeah. back to my place Would you like some of my oh, bacteria? I, I mean oh. if that I mean if she's taking this to its logical conclusion presumably she, that kid's getting bathed in a toilet he's <laughs> just she's just eating oil off the floor like just the, whatever <laughs> that you can find just eating old old bits of bread that people have left out for the ducks like it's just you know what is this baby eating? If she thinks that's normal for Carlo, oh my god! I mean, I, I, I mean the, the question here, I guess, is you know, have I ever had anything like that? Because it's, some people might be thinking, oh, it's just a Japanese thing. They want mm. the bacteria, or they want to touch the beard. I have never had either of these things happen, thankfully, in ten yeah. years. Too I clean. think, clean I think Chris, we call you. Well, clearly, Brian's very affable and approachable. Uh, like people just want to be near him. Um, sometimes too near, one might add. <laughs> I, I just, I've never been, I've, I've never had a beard to be fondled, admittedly. Um, no. So that's why. What's but the I dirtiest know, guessing... part of you? <laughs> if I wanted to get your dirty essence, what would be the dirtiest part of you? It would be, it would be surely pits. So you'd go for pits, wouldn't you? You'd rub the baby's head in your pit. Oof. Probably my sense of humour is the dirtiest part of me. I, I love the way this woman just came up to him, cupped his beard and went, Oh, Mr. Bear! Oh, yes. <laughs> Mr. Bear! <laughs> Dirty Kuma-san. Mr. Bear. Kuma-san. Mr. Bear. <laughs> Fuck me. Well, Lovely. that is... Yeah, what a great story. Um, Keep them coming uh, in. <laughs> yeah. um, Japanese people are generally pretty germaphobic, uh, so it's an outlier. This is a really rare yeah. situation. Well done, Brian. <laughs> Um, let me know where I can track down your uh, your column because I want to read it. If this is the level of stories you have, like yeah. this is that's you've you've the got me excited. Column. Dirty, the dirtiest <laughs> column in Japan. Dirtiest but column in Japan. speaking of dirty dirty columns, over to Pete Donaldson. Pete, <laughs> what's going on in Japan this week? Pete, fill us in on the news. Well, you're not going to believe this, um, but <gasps> we've got another racist pub, Chris. Racist ah, pub. Ah, ah, racist pub. Racist pub. Um, yeah. Outside in Izakaya in Naha, the capital city of Okinawa, um, a notice has been posted by the management. At the top was an illustration of a cute uh, yet cheerful samurai. 
um, bowing deeply, as in greeting, but the words below were decidedly less welcoming. The first line of the notice uh, written in uh, Japanese translates to, because our staff can only speak uh, Japanese, which is repeated immediately below in English, um, we don't allow customers from overseas to enter our bar. Bars with Japanese-only customer policies, uh, uh, you know, we've, we've seen it time and time again uh, on the podcast, but they are becoming increasingly anachronistic as, 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 as we kind of shuffle on down this uh, journey we call life. Um, but they're really, um, it's usually, but it's usually bars that are kind of like, you know, snack bars or like made, ca- you know, cafes that are basically built towards the Japanese uh, businessman, the, the, the nighttime mm. economy kind of things, rather than just a straight up izakaya. Um, but the notice has been up there um, for, for, for a year, uh, but it's only just um, it's only just been sort of picked up by uh, by, by people who are um, obviously uh, quite hot on this thing. Um, and Naha Residents Group that reported it to various government departments, including the Tourism Div- D- Division and also the Okinawa Convention Bureau. Uh, and then obviously um, the tourist information people um, got in touch with the government. The government got in touch with the police, and the police popped round and said, "No more of that, please." Take that sign down. Huh. You cannot exclude people who are Japanese. But the the Not owner Japanese. says. Whenever, whenever people um, kind of put these signs up, the owner always goes, "Oh, that's not actually what we meant." Even though we did it, um, <laughs> the owner claims that the notice wasn't meant to be taken as discriminatory. Uh, we only have one person working in the dining hall and one person in the kitchen, so we don't have time to spare for customer interaction. We have no intent of discriminating. Um, and the disclaimer on the sign says that the staff only speak Japanese. Fine, but like, mm. surely you should still be allowing people from outside japan to actually you know come in your place if they can speak japanese yeah uh, i mean uh, uh, it's really rare this sort of thing like the mm. bars and restaurants where you see japanese only signs i remember the first time i ever saw it was in golden guy in shinjuku you know the conglomeration of bars and places and i remember yeah. seeing like japanese only sign they didn't elaborate on why and i think i i heard from someone that it was because they wanted to appeal to regular customers or they only wanted regular mm. customers coming in and the vibe was being ruined by foreigners walking in and sort of going, oh, give us a drink, mate. Drink's in it. And they'd be like, oh, yeah. well, can't I? We'll carry my scent. I guess, mm. you know, there's always this thing, isn't there, where people in Japan want to provide the best service quality. And if they feel like they can't do that, they feel like they're compromising it by not being able to explain the menu or communicate with the customers, then that's an excuse as to why they would use this sign. But, like, really, mm. there's no excuses there. It's sort of just... Uh, that, that's tr- that's me trying to explain why this has happened. There's another sign actually yeah. p- posted below this one on Twitter or X or whatever the bloody hell the platform's called. There's another sign saying "Attention only Japanese uh, Japanese only." Um, the shops are busy at Golden Week. I'm sorry, I don't have time to explain, except in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the sign's actually really well written. So yeah. clearly, put a lot yeah, of effort into the, the sign. sign. Yeah. yeah, I know, right? But this begs the question, right? If it's Japanese only. And the start, the sign says, uh, you know, staff Nihongo Shaberare because our staff can't can only speak Japanese. If I can speak Japanese, albeit I'm not the best, can mm. I go in the shop? I'm not Japanese. What would happen then if I walked in? I was mm. like, Nihongo Like, would would it be fine? Or would or is it yeah. like no? Japanese I, I think only. it probably would be fine. I think it, surely they've just written the sign rather. They, they could have said. Um, you can only order in Japanese. I mean, it's a fucking bar. Let's make that very clear. Mm. I mean, it's quite easy to 
just point it at something. You can put a menu out. <laughs> just it just well, there's so yeah. many solutions that could have instead of double and doon on the actual um, argument you have with the police or the perfection prefectural authorities. Like just just put a menu out. There's Stop definitely it. a thing there when you walk into a small to medium bar or is a car in Japan, particularly more rural areas. There is this moment of dread sometimes. We open the door. And the staff look up and they go, oh, fucking hell. And yeah. you can I, see I the, the door and go, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's what's happening. I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah boy. Peter yeah. Donaldson. Da. Peter Donaldson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to drink you dry. You're going to have to order more drinks here. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if I saw Pete Donaldson coming to my bar, I would ban all foreigners as well. I'd be like, no. Yeah, I do. No. So I, I, I kind of get it. But, like, you know, I, I remember the, the last time I think I experienced uh, just not being allowed in a restaurant for, for being foreign. I was, uh, it was on the, the, the day or the night before I started the cycle with Connor. We did the big cycle in Hokkaido last year, about one year ago, actually. Um, the night before, we needed a hearty meal, a big old meal, to power us through the, the first day of the cycle. And we went into a building with a few restaurants. And one of them was the Yakitori restaurant, Skewered Chicken, my favourite. And we opened the door... And there was a, few, a fair few tables. I'd say it was a third busy. There's probably 34, 35% busy. And I walked mm. in. And before I could even say two people or three people, he went, no, no, damn it, Asio, damn it. It was like really awkward. It was like, no. And the, the, the sign for uh, not being able to do something in Japan is the cross. They do mm. this. They love Twitter. They love X. They do this. Um, like you, and a wrestler's injured. <laughs> yeah, or as you saw earlier, if you're if you're diving into a canyon, you got to do that as yes, well. Yes, right? exactly. Got to do yeah. the cross, which is no. how I feel my back's fucked. So that was the, that was the first time, I, or the last time in memory that I've experienced something like that. Mm. Um, and a lot of staff in restaurants do ask, "Are the hongo wakarimaska?" Like, can you speak Japanese? And on occasion, if you're like, "No," they're kind of like, "Oh, we're, we're a little bit full." It can happen. It's very rare. It's very rare. It's like one in a hundred times you might experience something like that. Um, but honestly, do you really want to go in a restaurant that says Japanese only? Because they're probably not that welcoming in the first place anyway. So, lucky escape. Go to McDonald's instead. Or a better Izakaya. But I'm telling you now, it's so rare. And I, people worry about it a lot more than they, than they have to. And the fact we're reporting on it in a podcast news story, you know, this is how rare it is. But mm. yeah, you might see a sign. Don't, don't be offended by it. Unless, it, it, yeah, don't be offended. But the only one that, the only one that really pissed me off was uh, when COVID kicked off. They had that ramen shop in uh, Ueno, the other side of Tokyo, and it was right. like, no foreigners, you have COVID. And that, that was that was yeah. the time that really annoyed me because it wasn't about awkward language, customer service. It was just downright racism and more, just, dirty, more dirty, dirty microbes stuff. Yeah, I didn't like that. That was very and very ridiculous. But there you go. So don't worry, guys. You don't have to worry about it. You'll be fine. And uh, just despite this Izakaya, we should go down there, Pete. Go down, go down to Okinawa. Get in there. Speak exclusively French. <laughs> the language of love. <laughs> Perfect. That's enough to yeah. have anyone thrown out. Uh, we're back to swimming, guys. Use the stories, comments, and questions in the fax machine. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. Wow. And we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week from our listeners? Mr. Donaldson. We got a message from Katie from Lincoln in the UK. After recently getting engaged at the Kyoto Gardens in London, my fiancé and I are due to head out of Japan at the start of October this year. Both of us are smokers, but mainly vape as opposed to traditional cigarettes. My question is, what are the rules around vaping in Japan? Can you even buy them over there? Has it reached the popularity it has here in the UK? All the best, Katie. Pretty much any high street you go down these days, um, there will be... Cash converters and about five different yeah. vape shops, different That's bits right. and bobs selling them. Um, I, I last time I was there, nobody seems to vape. Is that fair, Chris? They're all tab monsters. Yeah, I think um, I um, 
I know Natsuki tried it for a little bit and he was like but I think he lasted for about a week and then he was like it's rubbish and he went back to cigarettes he wants the more powerful <laughs> kick from cigarettes um, right I, I remember I vaped very briefly when it all kicked off when it, vaping became a thing like seven mm. eight years ago I did it briefly and it actually for some reason it really hurt my lungs in a way right. that cigarettes didn't I don't know why I don't know the logic I don't know. but you went but for the um, petrol flavour <laughs> like you love the smell of petrol and you went I just want the petrol flavour <laughs> I think it was, it was just petrol Chris well, I mean, vape is well known for its flavours. I think I had asbestos and strawberry jam. And, um, yeah, it really <laughs> he, hurt. I remember breathing. It was just pain, pain. Just real my, pain. My mate, big fan of uh, vaping, and he tried to find some, I was about, probably about five years ago, tried to find some um, vape juice in um, Tokyo. And we found some, but it didn't actually contain any nicotine. It was just, just for fun. <laughs> just for fun, Chris. <laughs> Which is quite exciting. <laughs> That's not good. Nobody wants fun. Um, I think no. vaping... It's the same rules as cigarettes, isn't it? I think mm. uh, you've got to go outside. You've got to go designated cigarette spots. Yeah. Um, officially. I don't think Natsuki cares. Natsuki, Natsuki abides by the rules to a certain extent. But then punk rock. you're... You what? He's punk rock. He's, he thinks he's... Um, he thinks well, he's, yeah. Um, I was going to say Jack Daniels. What? <laughs> I th- for some reason, I thought... Uh, for, for a second, I was thinking, right, who was in the Sex Pistols? Yeah, Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels. <laughs> Jack, he's the Jack Daniels of the Sex Pistols, is that? Um, yeah. Oh, dear. You're going to... Yeah, but you'll have to try and, like, find the smoking areas. Most places have them. So you'll be mm. fine. You'll be fine. I remember yeah. when you could vape on a plane. I remember, or, or you couldn't, but the person next to me was. When I, I came up from the Bahamas on a plane from Bahamas to London once, and I was sitting next to this woman, and she was just smoking this vapey, vaping away. And I remember she let me have some, and I felt yeah. really cool. That was the coolest I've ever felt, sitting on the back of a British Airways plane, vaping away. We've got a story from John from Oregon. He says, hello, conscientious Chris, and philanthropic, philanthropic Pete. Uh, I'm going to Japan. <laughs> philanthropic Pete. What have you done recently for charity, Pete? What have you done? Uh, just didn't talk to them for a bit. I think I appreciate it. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to Japan in early November, and knowing that cannabis is highly illegal in Japan, I was curious if I should answer honestly uh, when asked what I do for work. I work in a laboratory where I make cannabis extracts and concentrates. That's pretty cool. Is there still a massive stigma in Japan surrounding the herb? Should I lie and say I do some other kind of work, or do you think it would be met with curiosity and questions that I can't answer given my limited knowledge of the Japanese language? Love all the work you do. Listen to the podcast. All the best guys uh john from oregon i think people will be in awe actually i think they'll be like what oh my god how how is this possible you know i think most people in japan are curious about cannabis and marijuana like they're kind of curious and um yes, yeah i, I, I think i think you'll be cool i think you'll you'll get a free drink you're going to a bar i think so yeah i think it's yeah. i think it's seen as being quite naughty and cheeky mm. uh, people smoking weed obviously in a place where you get in a lot of trouble if you if you take it if you're foreign that is <laughs> i think the question is what would john's fake job be though i think i think if you're talking to someone over fear if you're talking to someone over 50 or 60 then they might be a little bit like oh oh my god that's so bad but also mm. it's legal outside of japan and america and a lot of other countries that are smart yeah it's legal right and so What's bad? While it's illegal here, it's still legal overseas, and I think Japanese people don't see it as bad. Therefore, if it's legal elsewhere, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'll be curious to find out. Actually, I know Natsuki would probably be keen to do it. Um, Why he's not done it in Japan? I think he might have done it overseas once, but I can neither (laughs) confirm nor deny. But um, no. (laughs) 
and it ended badly. <clears throat> but anyway, ended badly. but but ended very badly. God, what awful! But anyway, I think John, if you're going to come over here and lie about your job, say you're an astronaut or uh, you work closely with the president. Because they believed, my students believed that I was friends with the Queen. So oh. anything's possible. It's closer to her than I am. You've got quite a nice <laughs> accent. <laughs> I thought you meant in death or something. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you're closer to her than I am. <laughs> we'll be with her soon. Sinister boy. We've got one last question from Jack, who says, Hello, cheddar cheese, Chris and pickle Pete. My girlfriend is from Nagoya. Oh, no, Ooh. not Nagoya. Oh, chicken oh, wing land. That's a shit. That is a shame. Land of chicken wings, but not much else. I've always enjoyed sending her clips of you roasting Nagoya. Keep up the fantastic work. She lives in the UK now. Uh, I mean, to be fair, the UK is still worse than Nagoya, so mm. uh, Nagoya, Nagoya wins on that front. She lives in the UK now, and when someone asks where she's from, she replies, I'm from the Birmingham of Japan. My mm. questions are, what cities in Japan remind you of other cities in the world, and when is the Nagoya video coming out? I would watch it five times at least. Jack from London. P.S. I actually like Nagoya. Well, Jack, you'll have to do a follow-up email letting us know what there is to do in Nagoya, because I'll be damned yeah. if I know. That's, that's and you've never nice... been right. I've been to Nagoya. I have had to see what was going on down there. Um, oh. And I went to a nightclub that was full of um, South American people, and oh, yeah. I saw a statue of a dog. And that's all I can really remember <laughs> from my trip to Nagoya. But it wasn't as bad as you sort of made out, to be quite frank, Chris, and I think you should apologise to the people of Nagoya. But I've already, I've already Gary said Nagoya is better than the UK, and that's yeah. a pretty big compliment. And also, yeah, Gary Lineker, <laughs> the footballer, he was part of Nagoya, Nagoya Football Club once, so it must be good. Yeah. Um, but what other cities in Japan remind you of cities in the world? I guess Osaka is like... Osaka is the Manchester of Japan? Yeah, maybe? Brighton. The Brighton, uh, excuse me, mm. yawning. <laughs> Osaka is the Brighton um, of Japan. Yeah, interesting. It's like there's a there's a bit of water kicking around. Um, <laughs> it is um, everyone's quite chill, uh, and it's a bloody good night out. So that is go. true. It's a very good night out. But it but it has yeah. the size of the second city, Manche- Manchester, Manchester, Liverpool, maybe I don't know. New- mm. Newcastle. It's a good party town next to the water. Got a bloody great big river through it. Beautiful. <laughs> it's Newcastle. I always struggle with Sendai. Sendai is known as the Seattle of Japan. Um, it's got a similar <laughs> climate, similar population, similar sort of in the sort of nice countryside surrounding it, mountains and sea, coastal city. Yeah, that's, that was always the, the Seattle of, of Japan. So that's Sendai. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's probably it. I don't know what the Nagasaki of the Nagasaki of England is, which <laughs> Devon, Devonshire. I don't know. It's complicated. But all I know is. I should I should go to Nagoya and give it a chance. We'll make it happen mm. sometime in the next five years. We'll do it, I promise. Keep the stories, questions, comments coming in to Born Japan Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back later in the week, guys, to do it over again. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great few days. And we'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the Abroad Japan Podcast. Bye for now and bye the audio. Ta-ta. Audio book. Bye the audio book. Bye. Bye. in Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? 
Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.